Let's just go ahead and stick to the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, they had a disappointing loss to the Clippers. And then they had uh, what I feel like was not just a regular win, but what felt like a playoff game and a morale victory against the Warriors. And we all saw uh, what Draymond had to say about Dylan Brooks and then Dylan Brooks firing back after the game, talking about, you know, your podcast is cute or whatever. You yeah, know, do your thing. Do get your, your thing, little microphone. Do your podcast. It's cute. And then, I agree. It is cute. <laughs> what I loved is he didn't get a tech that game. Dylan Brooks didn't – it didn't look like – he didn't Lord lose – Draymond Green. He didn't lose his cool Don't that game. That. He didn't lose his cool. And he even got – they even got in their faces at one point. And Draymond made a, a, a comment where – he was like, this is not a rivalry because the Grizzlies have not won. And rivalries are against winners. I beg to differ. I think they are a rival. As much as they don't want to admit it, and the Warriors are not going to admit it, the Grizzlies are a rival, and I feel like they do see them as a threat. The young and upcoming team against the established team that has ran the West all these years. And it's got me feeling good as a Grizzly fan. Like I, I was like bipolar. Like I remember last last week, I was like, I don't want to hear nothing about the Grizzlies. They're gonna downfall. But now, after seeing them win against the Warriors and the, uh, and the Mavericks, and how deep, like we showcase our depth. Tyus Jones, David Roddy got his career high too against yeah. the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, I know Stephen Adams is gonna be gone like extra three weeks, but. I I think Memphis can hold their head up. And how do y'all feel about the Warriors situation? In defense of Draymond Green, he, he I, I have respect for him not even interacting with Dylan Brooks when he got in his face and scored and off a of steal. I, I got to give respect to Draymond. He, he didn't on, even he put, his armpit, he put his armpit in his face. <laughs> I, 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 I got I, I to give respect. He didn't even interact. So he, he, he had his end up being just... A gentleman, level-headed. Like, yeah, just don't don't give in to that. So I give respect to that. He didn't fall for the trap. And it, I'm gonna play devil's advocate for Draymond. I think what he meant to say and imply was they're not rivalries, and they haven't won because they haven't knocked them out of the playoffs. Saying the Western Conference knocked them out of the playoffs, and then go on to the win, win the championship, and then it will alternate with Golden State, like they won. And then alternate with Memphis. I, I think that's what he wants to see. He's like, not necessarily a rivalry like as a team, but a dynasty rivalry. Like there was teams back in the day, or whenever throughout history of the NBA, it'll be two or three teams that were literally rivals in the same conference duking it out to get to the finals. And sometimes it'll be, they will alternate winning championships whenever they go to the finals because it's a 50 50 at that point. So I think that's what he meant to apply. I don't know though. He could just been just didn't want to acknowledge Memphis is an actual threat to them because they did knock him out of the playoffs two years ago, right? And the play in. Play in. Yeah, yeah, play in. Same thing at the end of the day. Yeah. They're playing like it's, it's, it's the playoffs. You have to play like it's the playoffs. If you're not, then you don't deserve to be in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's definitely a rivalry, and I don't agree with Draymond's comment. But back to your point, he could have meant it in a different way. But if he meant it to, if he meant it how he said it, it's definitely a rivalry. You don't have to have a championship to exactly. be rival with a team. If that's the case, then half of the rivals in the NBA wouldn't even exist because half the teams don't even have championships. But it's the history, it's the players, 
it's the personnel that you have. I mean, obviously the, the Grizzlies and the Warriors do not like each other. Every time they play against each other, it's a good game. Literally, mm-hmm. people look forward to these games now. It's got to a point where people are excited to see this matchup, especially with all the trash talking. And they both have – both teams have very – outspoken players in Draymond Green, Dylan Brooks, and both are pretty much the the voice of the team in a way, right? Mm-hmm. And both players play play pretty decent when they play against each other, right? I know the last game Dylan Brooks wasn't I mean he he wasn't anything, you know, great or anything, yeah. but he did his part. Same with Draymond and the Grizzlies eventually got the win. I mean I see if the Warriors just blew them out every game, but every game you don't know who's gonna win. So, I mean, just based on their history, they've seen each other a numerous amount of times. They don't like each other. Fans are excited. It's definitely a rivalry, and I like it. I like I like what's going on right now because that game, it felt like, no, it felt, it felt like a it playoff felt like game. game. Yeah, it felt like yeah. a playoff game, even without, um, you know, Grizzlies were injured and Warriors didn't have Andrew Wiggins, but it felt like a playoff game. Mm-hmm. So, I really like it. I'm excited to see both teams completely healthy and hopefully they meet in the Man, playoffs. That's gonna be if the playoffs started today, they will face each other right now, first round. If the playoffs starts today, Memphis Ooh. is number three. Oh my god, State is number six. So if they if playoffs started today, which these standings might look sim look, look how it is, except of course you know the planes. <clears throat> yeah, and that'd, that'd be the best wish up. Well, best matchup in the West, the first round. Yeah, first Do you think round. So? Yeah, yeah, it's got to be. Of all the possibilities. Ooh, but look, what about it. the Suns and the Clippers though? That's so. That's that, so, that's that tough. Nice. That's tough. Hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. You weren't even excited about the Clippers uh, in the playoffs, and now you're saying playoffs with Suns and Clippers. But with with, with, but with KD. KD. Nah, with KD though. Oh yeah, hey, look, gonna at, be look at the amount of star power that would be in that series. I, Clip, Kawhi, I think Booker. PG Clippers might win. KD, I think yeah. Clippers might win. Westbrook, it. Paul. It's like two yeah, point yeah. guards that a lot of, need a lot of need names in it. Who y'all taking? I think I'm gonna say Clippers. Man, that's tough. Clippers and only Suns? only for one one factor. Who has more depth? To the Clippers. That's Clippers not even, for sure. That's what I'm not saying. Even crazy. Uh, but then I don't know, but man. Then the K, I mean Kevin, KD, bro. The, Kevin Durant and Devin Burke might each go for 40 and 50 points. You all know. But then Kawhi and Paul George might have good at games as well. I mean, Kawhi is a proven, proven player, you know, in the regular season and in the playoffs. And PG, hey, they don't call him playoff P for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> they don't yeah. call him playoff he play, P. How he played against the, the Jazz and that year when they made it to the um, advance to the conference finals. Right. That'd, be, that'd be crazy to watch. I hope Westbrook. Like performs really, really good in playoffs. Honestly, I feel like it'd be a coin toss, but I mean, of course, I of mean, course, you know, I'm not saying he will, but I really, really hope he does, bro. I, I mean, want it's him not, to it's just, not even guaranteed that he. I don't know because these last few games, I was gonna ask you about this. This is more of a niche topic, more niche question, but I noticed that when Terrence Mann would play over Westbrook, that the Clippers actually performed better defensively, and they just look better to me. For some reason, they just look better, and I think it was against New York where um, Westbrook sat like half of the third quarter and the whole fourth quarter, and Terrence Mann got the um, got the nod from him. Uh, I was gonna ask y'all because Terrence Mann is 
is big. He's a big guard. He's lengthy. He can defend. He can't play make how Russell Westbrook can. He has better shooting. But I was thinking maybe you throw Westbrook and Man together and take out Morris and put PG at the three, keep Kawhi at the four, and run Zubak or Mason Plumlee. I don't know how y'all would have felt about that. This is like a little niche question. I just thought about it in my head because I was like, man, that's that's a good – or would you put Westbrook on the bench? But Tyloo has already started him, and then you just throw him on the bench like that? I mean, yeah, you can't put Westbrook on the bench. I mean, I know before – I mean, when, when Westbrook was arriving to the Clippers, I knew he got came out the bench. I mean, we, let's even backtrack to before when he was a Laker. I feel like his best – Chances of being, you know, his superstar power or whatever, or just perform to his the best ability was off the bench, mm-hmm. and it, and we it showed with the Lakers and when he arrived to the Clippers, I just didn't see him starting off the bench. Like he was either he was gonna be a starter or coming off the bench, and I didn't see him coming off the bench for the Clippers, and he hasn't come off the bench. You no, know, he's been starting, so it's just a different feel for this Clippers team with him coming off the bench. I don't, I feel like they really don't need him to be off the bench because they have great. Bench players, right? Great depth. Yeah, yeah Bones, Highland, Norman Powell. They're all coming off the bench as well, so they don't really need Westbrook to come off the bench. But him as a starter is kind of iffy as well. Because you yeah. really don't need him as a starter either. But right? he, he has had, he had like, I don't remember, I can't backtrack to exactly what game. I remember it was one game where he had like six assists in the first quarter. He can facilitate. No, nah, he's had a great He's game. still a great yeah. facilitator at his, at, at his like stage in his career. And people are saying like, are, Blaming Westbrook because the Lakers have been better without him and the Clippers have been kind of falling with them. But if you watch the games, Westbrook has been doing his thing. Like he's been mm-hmm. great. You know, he's not the reason why they're losing. They've just been losing. Yeah. So, I mean, if I had, but back to like um, if I had to pick between the Phoenix Suns and Clippers, I don't know because can we agree that KD is the best player on the court in that series? Oh, yeah, he's the best. Cl- He's for sure. He's the best player. But what about with Kawhi going? I mean, he's what, the best player. An optimal between, Kawhi between him and KD. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Best player on the court. Hold on. I'm picking you, KD. You're for, okay. Hold on, you're forgetting. It's not just Kawhi Leonard defending him. There's also Paul George that can be switched onto him. So he's not dealing with just Kawhi Leonard, big hands, who knows where to go for the ball. You're dealing with Paul George, taller, longer, more athletic than Kawhi Leonard. As a defender, the same height for. Is he? Or he's shorter? No, like no, no. I, think, shorter he, than I think he has like. Oh, you talking about longer wingspan, wingspan no. and shit? Well, they're both just. I think they're like both. Kawhi Leonard like has build. huge hands for sure. Oh but yeah, hell yeah. I think Paul George has like a little more length. That's what I meant. It might be the same height, but you know what I mean. So you have two elite defenders, who in the playoffs, has shown you they will perform. Especially with Kawhi Leonard, he will step up to the plate. <laughs> so that is why I lean towards the Clippers. You said Clipper too, right? <sighs> but yeah, I, I, I th- say Clippers. I just I, I don't know. Clippers have been so disappointing. But if I had to choose, I'm picking Clippers. And like you were saying, they play better with Terrence Mann out there versus Westbrook. Well, not not saying that they. I'm saying that but the he, limited minutes where I saw it and the games that I saw it, where they won both games, they look better. That could have been just it, matchup. It 
I mean, it depends. Like, Westbrook isn't his MVP self. We all know that. He He's at a different stage of his career. But that doesn't mean Westbrook is – he can't perform. He, he can perform 100%. He just – at this stage of his career, he needs to find the best role for him that he can play. And I think it's someone who can, like, on and off – come off the bench or start it just depends on who they're playing against and what the team needs because Westbrook he can push it offensively we know that but defensively you might want Terrence Mann as you said so so I think it will just be a game to game or team to team basis of whether you want Westbrook to start or come off the bench because Westbrook isn't his MVP caliber year self he can't perform at the same level of scoring and assisting and ball handling and just running the floor anymore, unfortunately. I mean, it just happens. But if he was a, I think his best role will be someone who can come off the bench and just up the tempo. And, and so you would pick the Clippers over the, the Phoenix Suns yeah. in the first round? Yeah. I'm not saying it will be like a sweep or anything. Nah, be, yeah, I just say series. at the end of the series, I think the Clippers are going to win. Even if it's just barely winning, I think the Clippers are going to win. Yeah, I agree with both of y'all. Um, I, I got the Clippers, too. Uh, and not only that, because of the depth, too. We talked about the depth. Um, the Clippers definitely have depth. They have Norman Powell off the bench. Uh, Terrence Mann, uh, Mason Plumlee, when Zubak is back. or You can switch. There's so much inner switchable parts and, and players that they have. Um, Bones Highland is getting DMPs as of now. That's crazy to think about that they traded for him and get him DMPs. But maybe even he can get um, some minutes during the playoffs too and provide some scoring. So, yeah. But Terrence Ross has been playing good for the Phoenix Suns. I told you all about Terrence Ross. You know, he's been, he been doing his thing. But still, the depth is lacking. And like you said, uh, they have the best matchup for Booker and for KD, in my opinion. They got Kawhi and they got PG. Mm-hmm. So yeah, <clears throat> I don't, I don't really see how Phoenix can really get an easy championship this year. I don't, first, think, they, I don't think they can. I don't think, especially uh, since uh, Kevin Durant, he seems so injury prone this year. Yeah, I mean, he just came off an injury and then he got injured during warm ups. <laughs> Like, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna be. Like, I think it was before the war warmups. Was nah, he got no, it was warm ups. Warm-ups. Yeah, he did like a layup, literally like a layup. Like an actual warm up. Like, no, nah, not like an actual like layup line, but he's like, you know, his. Yeah, I think he just went out there like before the team, like yeah, yeah before the warmups. He was just, you know, just doing his thing. Jonathan Kaminga got injured too in the warm up. No, 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 no. Before the warmups, it oh. was the same situation. Like you do. Oh, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, they're warming up though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but. Shoot Not around. during warm up, shoot but they're around. warming up. Yeah, right, right. Shoot, yeah, around. shoot around. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. That, I mean, it's that so just goes to show you how roll of a dice. And I think we've we you've mentioned it that like when you win a championship, everything has to go right. And these are literally factors that you have to factor in. It's something as crazy as a a shoot around injury or a or a practice injury that can just alter your season in, in the blink of an eye. And it's, it's so crazy. It's so but unfortunate. Everything has to go completely fucking right for you. Mm-hmm. It makes me question, like, the load management situation as well because, you know, how players take off or whatever. 
I mean, you can load management all you want, but at the same time, you never know. You you can come back the very first day and get injured. You know, just yeah. Load management can only do so much. Not only that, bro. Honestly, if you're a professional athlete, as counterintuitive it might seem, but you need to be making your body more resilient every day. Did you listen to the JJ Reddick, JJ Reddick episode when they talked about load management with Paul George? Or y'all didn't listen to that? It's not just that. I I listen to that, but it's not just that. I've also listened to Joe Rogan, like all this stuff, and like other people who talk about actual physical activity and body management. You have to have your body do something every day. It doesn't mean you have to go out and do a five-hour workout. Even if it's just something as a two-hour yoga stretch, you're doing something for your body to make it more resilient. And these players, of course, understand they're injured or whatever situation they might have. But if you're just doing nothing but just sitting on the sideline as a professional athlete, intending to stretch out and be optimal in terms of what you can perform on the court, you have to put your body through exercises that aren't just going to just leave you weakened because back in the day they kept playing they kept playing so their body was resilient of course their year their careers wasn't as long but it seems like players are getting more injured now than back then yeah of course i wasn't alive back then so i can't um, i'm a little biased yeah but then again the, the league has changed nowadays as well i mean the tempo is so fast right you go up and down up and down the court so quickly and you get tired the game is like it's just so different now so i understand why people load manage you know you play more minutes as well and it depends on your player too like your play style as well but do you think even if you do load manage for example i understand if you don't play the game but i believe that day that if you don't play you have to do something like it can be like a five-hour yoga session you have to do something they probably still do work out but they just don't but they just don't play the game do they yeah. We don't. We honestly don't know. We don't know, but I'm pretty sure they do. You know, yeah. they're NBA players, so like even Certain if they have players, a day off, but they still get some sort of workout done. Aren't or there like, some players that look at it as a, as a nine to five? Some yeah. like the LeBrons will do it. The Stephen Currys will do it. But you know, there might be some players who just. But I feel like they're the ones that get the most the most spotlight when they get injured, right? Like Luca is now starting. We're starting to see a pattern of him getting injured. He just came off an injury, and now he's injured again with a right hamstring injury. It's like those are the players that bring awareness to it. Josh Richardson gets injured. You're going to not find out about it until six games later, and you realize he's coming back into the lineup. You're like, oh, shit, he missed his game. You're not going to know. Yeah, you're not going to know, but like. Jose Alvarado has been injured. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's like you just don't know. You have to like deep dive into him to know these players are injured, so. I'm not completely sure. I don't know how I feel about it. Because, like, basketball just brings on a, cu- a lot of nagging injuries. It's not, like, big injuries that are the ones that affect you. It's, like, like injured under your foot. Like, you get pain under your foot and your knees and shit like that. You know? You can't you can't keep working out through that. Because that's mm-hmm. just going to lead to more injury. That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't... By doing something every day, you don't necessarily have to be in the gym doing squats, doing you know bench presses, doing all these intense exercises, which I mean you should be doing to build muscle mass and bone density. 
But there's certain exercises that most athletes or not even athletes, most people overlook, such as yoga. Most people might not think, oh, what does an NBA player need? Well, they're going to be more flexible. Their ligaments are going to be more durable. So when they twist and turn or stop after, you know, running full sprint, which you do in NBA, right? There's a lot of that. So why wouldn't they want to strengthen their ligaments and their you're, joints? Yeah, I see what you're saying. But you're but I feel like your argument is more towards a regular person that's not a professional athlete because think about the NBA. They have people we, who we specialize. Don't know. They exactly. might just take the day off just completely, just say, but Oh no, if, I'm a rest and just do nothing. But what if they're not doing that and they're we they're, don't know they're though. still working out. Exactly. But we don't know. I'm just saying like but most have, people won't think about this. See what you're saying, yeah. But yeah. they, but you have to think they have like sport scientists. I'm pretty sure they know like all the workouts that are good for the body. Like they have people that literally even, just major in this stuff and and look into then, like, the sports. Science. At, I don't think Luca takes it seriously. And Paul George even mentioned them getting chipped by the Clippers to like load management. So they're like, they are. If you have to think about it, the players are assets at the end of the day. Like you can't have them get injured. So. It's it's a it's a sticky subject. Like you can go both ways with it, type stuff. Like there's so many factors to it. At the end of the day, that goes into it. it. Could it just be like you said, like the pace is just higher, and there's just more demand on the body than ever before. There's just everything is like the microchip, and like you're saying, the type of exercises are they exercising? Are they not exercising? Are they doing this? Are they not doing that? Are they taking this approach? Not that. It's like, bro, it's. It's a lot. It's a lot to juggle. That's what I'm saying. Maybe there will never be a remedy because, like, think about every year we've watched basketball. There's always been injuries, bro. Every year, there's every there's year, a, every single year is a big injury. Literally every playoff. You have to be ever since we watched basketball. Every playoff hasn't been. Every team hasn't been. There's been a. I think I would say to be more exact, every finals has had like um, every finals team conference road road to the playoffs. No, like every yeah every team that made the finals, their road to the playoffs. Their opposing team, they always have to have like at least one all star or superstar that was injured. Mm-hmm. I think literally every year, if I can remember, I mean, come on, last year who won last year? Go to State Wars. Yeah, they 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 faced teams that weren't fully healthy. Yeah, the year before that, books they faced teams that weren't healthy. Oh, definitely them and the Suns. Both yeah, exactly. So it's like every year, bro. Injuries play a big part, and there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, you can always minimize. You can't necessarily eliminate it, though. But I feel like some players just they probably don't take it as seriously as they can actually take it. True. Of course, they might think they're doing the best thing, but they may not actually. I don't know. It just there's there's a lot of factors. Yeah, some players are just like injury prone, bro. They can't help it. Like it could be your play style. Yeah, AD, he's injury prone. It could be your height. It could be your weight. It could be how you train yourself, what you're eating. And then some players are just extremely lucky. If you look oh, at, yeah. like he's, uh, yeah, exactly. He has a lot of weight. Uh, his play style is very heavy and dominant and forceful. Explosive. Yeah, exactly. So once he ha- if he has like an injury, it, it takes a toll, like a big toll. And you look at other players who have been healthy, like uh, Mikael Bridges. Just shout out to him. He started like. Every game, literally every game. Doesn't say he hasn't missed a game since like high school. Or something he, yeah, like he that. hasn't missed one game, <laughs> bro. Yeah. So he's so lucky and fortunate. I mean, don't want to jinx him, but goodness for him to be keeping up that pace. Just look at his play style, though. You know, I feel like his play style 
doesn't take that much toll yeah. on your body. So, I mean, it's just so much that goes into it. But, again, don't want to jinx him. But if he gets injured, we know. Like, I'm pretty sure he has, like, good trainers and stuff as well. But you just never know. But you said you did mention Luca maybe not be taking it serious. I feel like if you're at the level of what Luca and like the top all NBA caliber players are at, I feel like those players have to take the game serious. Yeah, they have to. To get to that level. I don't think you can just be naturally born talented and be an all NBA level player. Yeah, it takes some sort of work or some sort of dedication and and seriousness to the game to be I at mean, that level. This report saying Luca isn't really you know, take care of his body like well, he should be. Yeah, maybe his, I mean. Because he's just like. Maybe his diet's not the perfect. That's what perfect. I'm saying. Like, but, I understand like he wants to enjoy himself. There, I mean, I, I like <laughs> to do that shit too. I, like to, I love pizza and But maybe he works, he works hard as hell. Like he works his ass off to, at his craft or whatever I mean, he does. I mean, it's possible too, but it just, I don't know, man. It, it does seem like later on in the seasons, he does get like more worn down i don't know if that's just taking a toll on his body throughout the season of his you know of him playing or he just isn't taking if he's taking care of his body anymore because of fatigue or what or something he doesn't seem to be the same could be a com- combination of a lot of things i mean him carrying he's been carrying the matters ever since he's been right. in the league so that, that's what back turn. like in, during the like leading to the end of the season he that could be weighing on him he just isn't the same anymore um, physically. Like, but get, then again, Luca is a superstar. He's a potential face of the NBA. So you can imagine how his day day in the life of Luca would be. He has the best personal trainers. I'm pretty sure on his basketball off day, he probably doesn't have like a real basketball or a real off day until you no know, after the season, like after players are done. Even on his off days, I'm pretty sure he's stretching. Mm. He's still with his personal trainer, getting you know working out with them. He's still doing. Bro, you can't be like a superstar and have access to all of those things. And not do it. And not do it, exactly. You just be like sitting on the couch all day. No, he's not, he's doing something. He's doing something basketball-related or body-related every single day. Because that's your job. I mean, that's your career. And not only that, I feel like there's there's the staff at with the Mavericks is sort of their obligation to keep any team who has a superstar. It's their obligation to keep them accountable for what they what they do because i'm pretty sure he has some type of trainer that keeps up with him every day like i I can't i just want to imagine that that you do you have a trainer that keeps up with you like hey Mm -hmm. have you done this today let's do this today and you're 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 just in the lab that's that's your job that's what you got to do now that we've got the grizzlies and warriors thing out of the way let's um transition a little bit more to the warriors i remember earlier in the season i asked y'all if it was really early into the season. I asked y'all if the absence of Damian Lee, uh, Nemanji Belitza from last year, the stretch big, uh, Juan Toscano and Otto Porter, Gary Payton would be a big loss for them coming into the season. How do y'all feel about them not playing for the Warriors this year and Man. how they're sitting right now? Do y'all think that I remember I asked, and y'all said it wouldn't really have much of an impact. Do y'all think it's 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 actually bigger than what we thought? No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I said that it'd make a big impact. Um, I believe. Yeah, I, I feel like this team, this war team, is 
they're obviously not the same defensively and they lost a lot of players mm -hmm. and how they're constructed just isn't as good and adding on to their injuries with Steph Curry as well. So, I mean, they're just not the same team and I, I don't see no like making it to the finals or anything. Yeah. And I think the, their record now has proven that. About you ish. Honestly, they might have a slight impact, but I think Golden State would still be in this in the situation they are now, even if they were back with those same players. Missing really? with the same players? No, oh, I feel like if they had the same players, then they'd be great right now. Oh yeah, because they gave up Gary Payton. Well, they let Gary Payton go to this free agency because I mean he needed to chase his bag, but they went out in free agency and got him back. So I feel like that speaks volume to what. Maybe some somebody would just overlook him as just another player, but I feel like those players play a big, big impact on on your depth and whole. And I feel like that's an aspect that's been lacking for the Warriors is depth. I mean, I think that that trade that they did to get him back is actually like they said something because two second rounders just for Gary Payton. Yeah, exactly. Just to get him back. At first, y'all gave him away. You know, y'all didn't have to give him away in the first place, and now y'all like wanted him again. So something. Something came to your mind like, oh, well, we need him. Like, we need him again for that reason. And it proven, like, they need defense. They need another defender. So, that's why they got him back in. He hasn't even played for the Warriors again, I don't mm -hmm. think, because I think he's still injured. But it says something that they got him back in the first place. <laughs> Goodbye. Excuse us. We're watching the, the Heat and the, the Jazz. I think this one's over, though. It's just, yeah. It's just one. Six seconds. Uh, shout Not out to Josh Giddy for getting 17 assists and a triple double. Speaks volume onto OKC's potential. Oh, that's a good one. Do y'all think the winner, whoever wins the East, has the title on lock? Can y'all see any team in the West beating a 76ers, a Boston Celtics, or a, a Milwaukee Bucks in a seven game series? We're seeing how wide open the West is. And anybody could theoretically take it. Then you're gonna have to go against. I don't think anybody's getting past any of those three teams to get into the finals. One of those three teams is gonna come out uh, on the other side at the end of the day. Hmm. I think we can agree on that, right? That one of those three teams is gonna come out of the East. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's more than likely. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see no other team in the East making it out. East Conference Finals right now. If I had to pick, I, I'm picking books. Uh, I'm picking books number mm -hmm. one. They're number one on my list. And Celtics is probably number two as well. Celtics? So, yeah, so I'd have the books, Celtics, and then 76ers in the East. But, yeah, so I see the books making it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, they've been playing well with their Giannis so far. They just lost a game against the – who did they just go against? They lost – Against the Warriors, yeah, they just lost to the Warriors. Yeah, they lost the Warriors. And, I mean, they were up by like five or I think eight. Yeah, Steph Curry scored like twenty straight points. Went crazy. Yeah, Steph doing <laughs> Steph things. Yeah, eventually brought them back and went to OT and they won the game. But I've got the Bucks for sure because they play so great. They're the best team, top to bottom, offense and defense. Mm. And they haven't even had. Yeah, Giannis has been out as well for a minute. So yeah, I got the Bucks in the East Conference Finals. And in the West, I mean, the West is a toss-up. But for some reason, I just feel like it's going to be a Western Conference team that wins the finals. 
Really? Yeah, for some reason. I don't know why. I'll, uh, I'll let you in. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I got you. I got you. I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. That's your fine. Number one. <laughs> interview my boy, K Love. Bro, he got 11 points. points. <laughs> he get an interview. Three rebounds. Bro, Stop got, playing with my boy. Man, got gray hair. Man, old, bro. But yeah, for the Western Conference. No, not West. I'm sorry. East. Number one I have coming out the East is Bucks. Second will be Celtics. And who do I see coming out to the finals? <laughs> The Bucks and the Lakers. The Bucks and the Lakers. Oh my God, bro. And number two. Hey, Bucks and Lakers. I'm, hey, I'm with you. I'm and with number you, though. two. I don't see that. That's not from too far fetched, bro. If you think about it, it's not too far fetched. That's so sweet. So you see the Lakers potentially beating one of those top three East teams. I could. Is yeah. that what I'm hearing from you? From what <laughs> the Lakers has been showcasing as of since the trade deadline, they have a shot. Do I think they will? No. Do I think they could? I think they could. So think think about it. Think about it. Look, look, look. Let's 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 backtrack. Let's backtrack to the Celtics and Lakers that's, game. That's a teleport fool. Let's backtrack. Drink. Do y'all remember the Celtics and the Lakers game when LeBron had the ball in the last second and he got fouled? Obviously fouled by Jason Tatum, and it went to OT, and the, the Lakers eventually lost. That Lakers team, that trash Lakers team, were able to take the Celtics to overtime. I mean, they really should have won that game. It came to a last last second foul that was missed by that trash Lakers team, and that team isn't the same team anymore. So as far as the Celtics and Lakers, I feel like that would be a great matchup for the Lakers to win. Now, the Bucks, on the other hand, that's a different animal. That is a different animal, so I don't know. I don't know if they'll be able to beat the Bucks. They wouldn't even get it past the Sixers. I don't know. I don't know about that. I just don't know. I don't know about the 76ers either. I love Embiid. I like how James Harden has been playing. But I feel like the 76ers and the Lakers, if they, they, if they were to match up, would be like a good matchup. Anyway, come on, Joe LB going against AD. A healthy Lakers team, by Barbe- the way. Barbecue chicken. For who? Barbecue ch- for AD. I mean, not AD. Uh, Yana, for uh, MB. Man, the Lakers I are going to be so. eating Philly cheese steak sandwiches when <laughs> they play against Philly. There's no big that can fuck with MB. There's no, there's yeah. no, nobody. So, so not a, can no fuck big. with AD. Yeah, no big. It's like, it goes both ways, bro. Like, when AD is healthy and on the court, he's an MVP player. He's an MVP caliber player. He's uh, he's always been top five. Yeah, he's always been top five, like offensively and defensively. Oh, when he's healthy, literally. Then there's LeBron. James. Yeah, LeBron hasn't been playing either. Like he's been going great with that. Who's gonna stop James Harden? Thirteen, like I'm Harden. Jared Vanderbilt. Shut up! Shut up! I said Jared Vanderbilt. Don't make a hit him with the. But I I see what y'all saying. I mean, it's not far fetched. I'm not saying it's gonna happen. I'm saying it's not too far fetched. Okay, okay. it's not not far fetched. If it was to happen, are you gonna be like, I could never imagine this? No, you're gonna be like, Nah, nah, nah. You're right. And it'd be it'd be nice. And it'd be cool to watch. I ain't gonna lie. It'd be cool to watch. Like damn, like these folks just made it from the seven seed to the 
finals? Is bro, there's history behind it. Like he, I don't. LeBron has any team James, done that? Gone from sevens or eights to the finals? I'm not sure. They were like in their thirteenth seed for a while. They yeah, I like, mean they weren't even sniffing the play in. That's but what I'm saying. Like they tried to switch. LeBron James broke the scoring record this year. They were at the bottom of the West, near the bottom, and they made it all the way to the finals and won. So you're saying it's pretty much just like the story, you know? It's all no, 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 not just like, that. But if they perform right and make it to the finals, they have a lot of story, and that's gonna like get a lot of attention, which is great. Of course, I'm not saying that's gonna just the only reason they will make it. They have to still perform and win games. That's why, not that, that's not why, but I think the Lakers legitimately have a chance to make it to the finals. Make They've it to been, the finals, yeah. I, I, okay, okay. They make it to the finals, that'd be that'd be cute, right? But it'll be adorable. I wouldn't. To the base, to the base of the question, foundation of the question, do you see any of the West teams beating those top three East teams? I don't see any team in the West beating. Those three teams. I think you said, yeah. You said, yeah, right. You see, you could see them doing it. The Lakers mm-hmm. probably. So you I mean, they, I have to. The Lakers probably could. Denver, I think they could also. I see Memphis. Memphis is up there for me. I see Memphis beating those. Uh, not all three of them. I would, but be, it was, I would be 100% with you, bro, if only Brandon Clark didn't get injured. Damn, we didn't even mention that. Huge fuck, fucking loss. For yeah, us. great player off the bench. I mean, huge. Yeah, bro. he was also free off the bench. Then we got Stephen Adams, like in, like injured. We need him healthy. John Morant. We don't know what what's gonna happen with him. Hopefully, Dylan Brooks is one one technical away from missing the game. <laughs> He's just a wild card himself. I don't think Dylan Brooks. I think Dylan Brooks is is gonna do anything else crazy like that. I think nah, he's gonna. Yeah, I think he he needs to just pipe down, bro. He's I think he's gonna, gonna do down. this. I don't think he's going to – I think if he plays against Draymond Green in the first round, we might be in trouble. But it's always Draymond. Yeah. He's in second place for most technical fouls this, this season. So, so, honestly, yeah, I still think Lakers have the most – I don't know why. I just feel like Lakers have the most chance of winning this year. I don't know why. I this is the same feeling I had when we were in the bubble. I just I wasn't even keeping up with basketball that honestly. And I heard about like, you know, Kobe Bryant passed away. I was like, damn. And then like leading up to the playoffs, I I was keeping up somewhat with basketball. And I just got the gut feeling of the Lakers are gonna win it this year. They're not playing like the one hundred percent the best team of the league, but I just got the feeling they're going to win it this year. It's not the same feeling necessarily how I feel now, but it's similar. It's like, I think mm-hmm. they have a good shot. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I think they they have a good shot this year. I feel you. But, okay. So, y'all think, yeah, a West team could possibly knock out one of the East teams in the finals? Yeah, I've got a West. Denver could, too. I've got the West. Golden State can. Yeah. Clippers can. Phoenix can. Like, so that's going to be a Western, Western team this year. I got the East, man. It can be either or, to be honest, but it, it's it's gonna be a nice playoffs this year. Oh yeah, we got an East. I got Philly. Give me Philly. Philly. I got Philly. Number Philly. two, who? Who you I got? Me? Philly. If it's not Philly, who do you got? Philly or the or the Bucks? 
because uh, and when we and when you think about death, right? Thirty eight. That's when, when you think about death. Um, when you hear death, what what team comes to mind for y'all when you hear death from top to bottom? Because I feel like there's a lot of teams this year that you can make an argument that are the deepest team in the NBA. Who do you, when you think? So you, when you think depth, you hear you see Lakers. I'm just fine. Nah. No, I, I honestly do see Lakers. I see Lakers though. I see books. I see uh, Clippers. Sure. Who's the, but what's I the see first? Nuggets. If you have to say, man, that's if somebody's like, hey man, who's the deepest team in the NBA right now? Who do you say? I'm saying books. Oh. I, I think the books would be the books. Yeah, I like the books. Mm. Damn, that was my pick, bro. <laughs> Damn, that was my pick. Yeah, that's, that's the, it's the books. Damn, that was my pick. I mean, I was joking about the Lakers, but I'm, I'm going to stick with it. The yeah, Lakers? They got a good defense. They uh, got a good team, yeah, bro. Like, talk about it as well. It was, before the trade deadline, it wasn't looking good at all. But with all that little miraculous behind-the-scenes, you know, magic that they do in this league, they got an amazing trade. Going on to get three great players to get rid of Westbrook, mm-hmm. which I think he's going to benefit not only Lakers but Westbrook also. I think Westbrook's going to have an amazing playoff series, and I hope he performs great so he can just showcase to all the fucking the haters. media, me, not even haters, just the fucking media, just and watch them be super quiet if he performs great. Man, they're gonna be shut the fuck. They're gonna be talking about something else completely. They're gonna talk about how Kawhi and Paul George is doing great while Westbrook probably scored thirty. They're gonna say shit about that. But anyway, we got the Lakers as the deepest, top to bottom. Yeah, I'll okay. I'm, I'll, I'll just choose Lakers because I mean they've been performing great. D'Angelo Russell, he's great off the. Now he's just great. Fucking Malik Beasley, he's great. Anthony Davis is great. Fucking Wendell Gabriel, he's he's a good fucking big coming off the bench. Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Reeves. Dennis Schroeder, Austin Reeves. Bruh. Davon Reed, who hasn't even played. Low key, if they weren't the Lakers with LeBron James, they would be an overlooked team that could make noise like Miami. They're overlooked, but they can make some noise against any team in the first round, and you wouldn't expect it. But the fact that they got LeBron James and Anthony Davis, that's an actual threat, regardless of who you are. I feel you. You got Lakers, you got Bucks. Okay, that's a good one. Man, I was going to pick the Bucks, but I have, I definitely have a second place. Um, it is a toss-up between the Celtics and the Sixers, but – Again, no, no, before that, if we still had Brandon Clark, Memphis would be number one, in my fucking opinion, when yeah, we talk about depth. My opinion, and, yeah, it would change it to Lakers and Memphis, but right now it's but Lakers and Denver. Memphis is injured, I'm going to have to kind of lean more towards Boston because they have the dynamic punch of Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon. Coming off the bench, and shout out to Sam Hauser too, who's been playing really good for them too. I feel like just top to bottom, they're just as deep and as solid as it gets. They got acquisition of Mike Muscala too. Like they've kind of figured it out. I feel like, in my opinion, and the Celtics in terms of depth. I like I like Celtics. Yeah, I have to get to them folks. We got Grant Williams as well. Oh, Grant! Yeah, dang, I knew. I think he's injured too. Hmm. Oh, he's gonna be injured. Yeah. Uh, 
Monte Morris is back for the Wizards. How do y'all feel about that? About <laughs> the Wizards? I'm not thinking about the Wizards. Shout out to Monte Morris, 2017 pick, starting point guard in the league. Wizards have been injured as well. I mean, Porzingis, Bradley Beal. That team has been injured. 